Welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are very glad that you are here with us and have decided to click the play button, maybe because you're a constant listener, maybe because you just stumbled on this and are looking for something new, or maybe because you're interested in the subject. Either way, we are glad that you are here. I am Skyler Spradlin, here with Barry Manilow. I mean, Larry Jones. Thank you very much. You're kind of deep today, my friend. Yes, I am. I think I have a little... <clears throat> Bronchitis. Something, yeah. A little drainage last night. Pneumonia. Not that you guys want to know that. No, they do not. Okay. But you're singing in a totally different octave today. Don't. Yes, I am. Don't. <laughs> Anyways, Don't sing. it's still the same Larry, different voice. It We're, is, It's not yes. an imposter. It's the same man you will tell by his train of thought. <laughs> There you go. Though his voice is much deeper. How deep? Johnny Cash deep. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's Elvis. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Johnny Cash. Hi. Never mind. I hope that's not copyrighted. Anyways. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't sound like him, so there. We're good. We're in the clear. Today we continue on looking at important doctrines of the Bible of the Christian faith. Yes, we do. Doctrine is just any kind of organized, clear belief, area of Biblically founded belief, yes. Biblically founded belief, yes. Uh, I don't remember what we looked at last week. Uh, it was about God. Mm-hmm. We've talked Let about creation. I knew, I knew creation. It was creation. It was no, creation. no, there's been a one providence. Since providence. His providence. Yes. Yeah, that that's it. How did we forget that? I the reason I didn't forget it is I looked back at the pages to see what we covered last time. Anyways, moving from providence today, we come into. We come into. I well, it's already written out, so they know what it is. We're talking about prayer. Oh, there's no suspense involved here. Suspenders are involved here, but they don't know that. Okay. Um, prayer is the subject, and it is both the most simplest and yet confusing aspect of the Christian faith that every Christian deals with. I'm yes. not saying it's the most confusing because we already talked about the Trinity. Right. That's, that's the most. That's kind of. I mean, that's, that's that's beyond us. That's true. But every Christian kind of instinctively knows to pray. Well, you know, it's one of the one of the biggest blessings we have. We can talk to God Almighty. And I think Christians do it, some more regularly and more disciplined than others. But but I think it's kind of like breathing for the Christian. But lots of people have it questions. It should be like breathing it. for the Christian. Well, yeah, I don't mean like Breathing in terms of regularity. I mean, breathing in terms of it's natural. Okay. The Christian, even the baby Christian knows that they can pray. Hope so. But most Christians have lots of questions about prayer. And they seem to struggle with it. Yeah, they probably do. But it's it's just uh, something you practice and you start talking to God, and you start speaking from your heart, it's, to me it's just a, a wonder that he 
welcomes us mortals who are sinners, mortals, sinning mortals, into his very presence to speak with him, make requests of him, thank him for his mercy, thank him for his salvation. Yeah. What a joy it is to be able to be ushered in and welcomed into the very presence of God. Yes. Not on our own merits, only yes. on the on the uh, merits of Christ. Yes. Only on his in his righteousness are yes. we allowed in. Yes. Um all worthy things for us to discuss today. Yes. Let's yes. come back though to a kind of a working definition. Okay. Because you said something there that I I know what you mean, but it it probably is worth explaining. You Okay kind of defined it just quickly in passing as talking to God. Communication. Seeing that seems, I think, to most Christians who've never been taught anything about prayer okay. or are unsure exactly what prayer is uh, or feel kind of stuck in prayer, that just seems like a almost a, a subjective kind of mystic definition, don't you think? Yeah, people may look at prayer as the way they see it in a movie yeah. or the way they see some, you know, way off in Eastern land, lifting up hands and, and reciting certain things. That's not, in my opinion, that's not prayer. What's the definition there of prayer? Oh, the definition, the official definition. The official. The official definition is personal communication with God. Really? That's what he says. Hmm. Mr. Grudem said, personal communication with God. Then he goes on to explain a few things. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's very broad. There. Uh, what we call prayer includes prayers of request for ourselves and for others, sometimes called prayers of petition or intercession, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, confession mm-hmm. of sin, adoration, praise and thanksgiving, and also God communicating to us indicates in the, sorry, and also God communicating to us indications of his response. Ooh. Hmm. It gives you pause to wonder, doesn't it? Yes. So let's start, let's divide this to two halves. You want to? The first half being our communicating to God, and the okay. second half being God communicating to us. Okay. Don't forget that break, because I'm afraid I'll forget to come back to the second half. Don't forget. The first half has a whole lot of questions with it and a whole lot of detail with it. Right. Us communicating to God. Now, you laid out really quickly and, and helpfully kind of how all that's possible. Yeah. I mean, New Covenant oh, Prayer, we come as Christians through the blood of Christ. Right. Thinking of Hebrews 4, where God actually expects us and instructs us to draw near to Him, yes. to the throne of grace, to find grace and mercy in time of need. To help right. us. Um, so we think about those passages. We think about Jesus telling us and teaching his disciples and teaching us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all of these remind us that God wants us to be people of prayer. He expects us to be people of prayer, and he wants us to be people of prayer. Yes. But we're saying that is only possible through the open door of Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, once we walk through that open door, we get into what Grudem was talking about there, making requests to, 
to God, yes. interceding for others before yes. God, praising and worshiping God, yes. offering thanksgiving to God, yes. all different sorts of ways that we can say these things, supplications, confession of sin, repentance. Right. All of these things take place in prayer. But where aren't those things just aren't they a little more than just talking? I mean, what what distinguishes the Christian praying versus the guy over there who's just talking to himself in his room? Or the guy over there discussing the weather? With the wall, yeah. With, with the, okay. I think what separates that is uh, we have within us the Holy Spirit. Ooh, Romans 8, he helps and us pray. And that helps us pray. And, and also that helps form our prayers so that we're not praying for selfish things. We're not praying for a new car or a cool ride or a, a, a nice outfit. We're, we're praying for the physical needs of and the spiritual needs of ourselves and others. Yeah. You don't we're, have to pray for a nice outfit. You're dressed up today. I'm telling you. Knocking them out. A button-up shirt tucked in. Be, be careful, too. I know. Those buttons like could fly off at any moment. Danger. Danger. You're the one in danger, not me. It's true. Unless the ricochets or something, yeah. Which is possible, the speed they're coming off. <laughs> I think another thing that distinguishes prayer from just talking into the air is, number one, that it's directed to a person. Right. God. Right. For God. Who's yeah. living. Uh, but also because it's biblically informed. Yes. So so we want to pray along the will of God, and we want to pray what the Bible tells us to pray, and we want to pray and should pray and do pray in faith that God hears us. Yes. Trusting that he's keeping his promise to hear us when we cry out to him and when we call on him, that uh, when when Peter tells us, cast your cares upon God because he cares for you, that that's a true statement. And so lifting these requests to God... Uh, we have faith that he hears us right. praising him. We have faith that he accepts that. So I, I think understanding prayer as biblically informed communication with God okay. that's grounded and saturated in and flowing from faith that God will keep his promise to hear right. us right. is what sets prayer apart from anything else. Yeah, I had a occasion today to pray with an individual and uh, uh, met this person this morning as I was handing out Bibles at the uh, student center. And this person was I just normal, casual greeting. How you doing? And emotions started erupting. Really? In, in her, yes. And uh, I, she shared with me some problems that she was having. And, and I said, well, I'll pray for you. And sometimes that that's it. And they go away, and I remember later and remember to pray. Mm-hmm. But she kind of lingered, and I said, well, can we pray right now? Yeah. And she said, yeah. So uh, I kind of just prayed, and a lot of things, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of things that we already know to be true in the Bible, that God is sovereign and that he loves us, that he cares for us, and he cares for our, our woes, and he will he will comfort us. Yeah, those are the things you're praying. That's what I prayed for for this person for. And uh, 
It was kind of neat. Yeah. And then later, I see the same person coming by with a smile on her face. Yeah. I don't <laughs> don't know what happened between the two times, but I know that if God answered the prayer, and we know he does answer prayer, he can help that person realize that he is in charge and he is in control, and, and we yeah. can rest in him. Well, like in what you were saying there, coming back to, since we know these things in the Bible to be true about God, we know that we can pray them in confidence. Yes. Because they agree with who he is and what he says and what he desires and what his will is and so on and so forth. So yeah. prayer is biblically informed communication that's yeah. rooted in this faith that That should God's be added to me. the definition of that. Well, that's what, what is I, prayer. That's what I'm adding, yeah. Yeah, you're adding it now. And I'm adding that tag on rooted in, rooted in faith that God actually hears. Yes. I'm not the double-minded man in James that asks and then wavers right? And, and doesn't ask in faith and confidence. And the only reason I can ask in faith and confidence is, number one, because God word, God's Word tells me to, and number two, it tells me to because Christ has covered me in His blood and His righteousness, and right. I have access to God as a Father now. And so the Father wants us to come to Him in faith like that with confidence. Have you ever, uh, just it's not off the subject, but have you ever wondered that God is hearing millions of prayers at one time? And then, yes. But in, in as wonderful as he and big as he is, he can look at me as an individual and respond to me personally, even though he's, he's doing the same thing probably to millions of others at the same time. Yes. To me, that's just... Fascinating. Yeah. It, Fascinating. It just exciting okay so here's my curveball question before we move on to the second half does prayer change god yes no the effective and fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much seeth you believe in that right yeah i also believe in the immutability of god that he doesn't change. He's unchanging. He says, I'm not like man that I should change, or the son of man that I should change my mind. He's perfect in knowledge. That's true. All wise, foresees the future as well as the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking something up here. I read it this morning. Uh-huh, 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 okay. Uh-huh. Can you uh, kill about a minute airspace talking about how wonderful God is? Yes. Well, I can highlight why this is a tricky subject because we do find, for instance, Moses interceding on behalf of Israel and God uh, turning away from his wrath on Israel because Moses prayed for them. Moses interceded, and so God said, since you you prayed and interceded. I rest my case. Thank you. I know, but we have to balance that with the fact that God... Intended to do that. Doesn't change his mind. Right. He can't be swayed. So that's when I said earlier, prayer is is so simple and yet so mysterious. What do we do with that? What do we do? What is actually happening when we pray? If God is telling us to come to him in prayer, and then we see these examples where God answers those prayers and honors those prayers. Right, right. And yet God is not swayed by us. 
He's, he does everything yeah, according to the counsel of his own it. will. Ephesians one eleven. That's true. But still yet, he gives us the opportunity to pray his will. And he responds to the to the prayer which he was that was going to that was his will all along. And it was also his will for us to pray for that. And so he answered it. Did that yeah, really get I mean, crazy? No. Yes. <laughs> I mean like I know what you're saying. Well one time I this is a it's story hour, isn't it's it? It's story hour. One time I was uh, watching a funeral go by. Oh, my gosh. And I said, I said, Lord, I, I pray that that person is saved. They are already dead. And they're already dead. But, you know, God and Robin, that's what Robin said. She said, that's crazy. They can't make any decisions now. And I said, well, that's true. But you know that God does hear us, and he's not bound by time. We could pray today over something that's already happened, and God could take that into account as no. he makes a decision about it. No. Yeah. No. Why not? Where do we see that in the Bible? Okay. I'm going to have to think on that one. That means we could... Th that holds up praying for the dead. That holds up praying for whatever else way back in history. Well, but isn't that a natural response of us if, if oh, so-and-so passed away last night? Lord, I hope they were, I hope they know you, and I hope they're rejoicing with you right now in heaven. I think you can say that first part in the past tense. Lord, I hoped they knew you. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but praying that God would save them after they're dead or no, after an event has that, happened. I don't think that's a valid thing. Good, I win. I rest my case. You, Isn't that what you, you said earlier? You I rest my case. On that technicality. On truth. Okay. On reality versus, I don't know, wherever your mind was at. <laughs> Larry Land, that's what it is. Could be. But it's a nice place. I'm just saying. Jesus lives there, you know. But not only there. <laughs> I'm just saying that. There is a mysterious component to prayer. Yes. That we may not always have figured out. That we don't sway God. Yes, that's true. That God does what is right and good and perfect and just and holy and godly every time, all the time. And yet we do find God promising to hear our prayers, answer our prayers. The Old Testament is just packed full of God telling these people that he, he answers their prayers. In fact, uh -huh. that's one of the bases for the Exodus, right? God hears the crying and the groaning right, of his people. Right. And so God hears our prayers. God responds to our prayers. And yet our prayers don't... Change his mind. Don't change his mind. And how that goes together is tricky in my mind. Yes, it is. But still, he calls us to pray for things that are his will. And I take great comfort in the fact that he, he doesn't answer all my prayers the way that I want because he knows better. 
Looking yeah. looking back in life, if he would have answered some of my prayers the way that I was wanting, uh, things wouldn't be as good as they are now. I'd be in a much bigger mess. Yes. But he answers according to his wisdom and according to his goodness. So I, I just take comfort in the fact that I'm not going to change him or deviate him from his wise and, and all-knowing and good plan. And yet at the same time, I can have great faith that he hears me and honors my requests and uh, accepts my praise and my thanksgiving, etc., etc. Yes. There's a scripture, I'm trying to find it now, uh, where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's, not, he's saying, I will, not, I will not pray on your behalf, yeah. but God himself hears you the because Father you loves love you. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's Matthew, it's Matthew 24 something. something. I don't remember. Should have had it already ready, so I could just go right to it. I don't think you've ever gone right to anything. Ah, oh, take that back. The buffet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes. Yes, he does. Well, so, I was asked to uh, pray at a buffet once. Oh, story time again. And I said, wait a minute. I have to get in the prayer position. So I got over to the front of the line. Front of the line. <laughs> and you were filling your plate as you were praying, weren't you? No. My youngest well, daughter I was holding everybody that. else back <laughs> until I got through. Um, so lots of mystery there. I think the point is really to, to lean into what Scripture says. God hears our prayers. God calls us to pray. And we can have great confidence that God answers our prayers, even if he doesn't answer them the ways that we want. His, his way and his answers are still absolute best. Um, and we can have great comfort and confidence in the fact that God's not going to be swayed by somebody's silver tongue or fancy words. Correct, correct. And Jesus says that. You're not heard because of your many words. Uh, you're heard because of your heart. One of the things I think is important for a Christian is to develop a closer walk with God. Yes. That the relationship between him and God becomes closer and closer. Yes. And I was, and one of the things that I think of is like if you, if you have a best friend in, in high school, for instance, or a best friend in college, and then you're separated for 10 years from each other and you never speak, that you still have a bond with that person, but the relationship is no longer as close as it was. So I think yeah. communication with your best friend, if you want to keep that person your best friend, is it very important. So I think it holds true with God, too. I think the more we communicate with him, the more we allow him to communicate with us through his word, we develop a stronger and stronger and stronger relationship. Yeah, so that's the second half of this, and we need to do it quick because we're about okay. out of time. How does God then respond to us? Because communication implies two ways. Yes. I mean, it, uh, technically, so that's not always the case. But how does God speak to us? Or communicate with us. Let's use that word. Primarily his word. Primarily, yes. Now, what about the whole sit still and listen to God speak? Sit still and listen to God's reply. You know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say, but I, I had a I had a, for another story here. Oh gosh! <laughs> no, I had a friend that I know this said, friend. I've he heard said this sometimes story a when I times. pray, at the end of it, I just pause and and just kind of because I'm in a communication mode here with God and and see if He reveals to me anything 
about what I've prayed. Just sit and be still. And I think sometimes we need to do that. I agree with that. I want to just be as crystal clear as I can on what I think. Do you want me to tell it for you? Um, You said God has spoken once, and it's all found between the pages of these Bibles. And he will not say anything else to us. Ta-da. Ta-da. Well, I wouldn't have said it like that. But so say it, say it better. Go ahead. Well, I would add that anytime we say God speaks, it's carrying the same weight and authority as God's word because it's God speaking. That's true. And so, and then everybody, I don't say everybody, but a lot of people are in like this spiritual place of torture because they feel like maybe they didn't pray right or they don't have enough faith because they're not feeling God speak to them. Okay. And so it moves from this exercise of faith to this exercise of feeling which is really subjective and then nobody yeah, can, can be hold, controlled by your own thoughts even yeah and nobody can hold anybody accountable in those subjective places so it's just i think it's an unhealthy practice to think about god speaking back to us in prayer however nuanced disclaimer here we do have a personal god yes who does work in our hearts and our minds. Yes. And so I think in those moments of silent reflection, we do that as a church. Yeah. I think those moments of silent reflection in in that time of prayer, personal prayer, um, God may bring scriptures to our mind. Yes. God may convict us of a specific sin. Yes. God may grant great comfort to us in a moment. Yes. Just peace that does surpass understanding he may bring scripture to mind that it reminds us our guilt is absolved in christ yes so i i do think god works in those moments as i said he's personal he's moving in our hearts and our minds i just don't want people to sit there thinking god's going to speak something new to them about his will for their life or, or something his like will that. for someone else's life yeah I, I just, he's not going to do that. Well, God told me to tell you that right. you need to give me 10 bucks. You're buying yeah. Jamocha shakes today. Well, I've heard that a lot. Not the Jamocha shake But thing. you know, I'm teasing. I'm not. Yeah. But I've heard that a lot I, over the years. God wants me to tell you this, and you just have to take that as what it is. Well, and, and like, I think this, the standard really goes up for a pastor who's up at, in a pulpit proclaiming God's word. He needs to be very true to God's word and not on his own thinking about what God wants him to say. Yeah. So anyways, I think we look in the Psalms and we look at, you know, other places throughout the whole Bible, both Old and New Testament. And we find that God in his spirit and with his word does lead his people. He moves them. He impresses things upon them. He just doesn't grant them, I don't think, any longer uh, new and end personal new revelations. revelation yeah, yeah i agree so he does I, I think in one way one sense we can say he does communicate with us yes but i don't want to say that he speaks to us because i think that confuses in the long run okay people's understanding well god communicated with me oh my <laughs> yeah well never mind <laughs> i take it back i'll think of a better word anyways that's a quick look at prayer we're out of time actually um and, and I feel like we just barely scratched the surface. I know, but they're not going to turn off the electricity or anything. 
No, but listeners are going to turn this off. Oh, okay. If they haven't already. Well. For those of you that have stuck it out. Way to go. Hang maybe in there. we were just background noise while you were doing the dishes. You forgot we were on. There you go. Either Wake way. Wake up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully it causes people to think about prayer. Yeah, uh, we didn't, and the need for prayer. Yeah, and we didn't even get into all the other wonderful aspects of it. How to pray, um, help helps that are in the scriptures to pray, praying through the Bible, praying as a church. There's a whole lot of other things we could talk about in regards to prayer. This is just kind of an introductory, and maybe it spurs food for thought. Yeah. Maybe it at least reminds somebody, hey, I need to spend some intentional time with the sitting Lord. down in prayer. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I get that hankering. Hankering. If you'll allow me to use that word. Hankering. Uh just sometimes I, because I, I try to pray constantly, uh, think about things and pray about things regularly, and uh, you know before I read God's word, that kind of a thing. I don't always do that, but I try to. But there's sometimes where I just feel like I just need to go back into my back room and yeah, you know, have some quiet time and just tell the Lord how much I love Him, how I'm thankful for His uh, love for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Lord would like to hear from you, and so would we. <laughs> so you can reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all places that you can find us. You can also find us and subscribe on iTunes and Amazon Music and Google Play. And it's supposed to be somewhere on Spotify. I haven't found it yet, but it's there somewhere. At least that's what I'm told. Uh, or you can go to the home of the podcast and find all other ways to get involved with our ministries uh, see what's going on in the life of our ministry, uh, contribute, pray, and reach out to us there and find all the past episodes of Doctrine and Doxology. So you can go to DoctrineDoxology.com, save that website, and there you'll find everything you ever dreamt you would find regarding and more. us. And more. And more than you wanted. More than you wanted. That's it. That's all okay. I got, man. I'm done. Let me pray. Father, we do thank you for today, for the opportunities you provide daily to uh, interact with others and to share your great love. Uh, ask you to give us more opportunities to share the gospel. We pray for more people to come into your kingdom. We also pray for those who are hurting and sick out there. We just pray that your hand be upon them, comfort them. Let them realize that you are sovereign, and you are God, and you love them. Uh, help us to, uh, to walk with you in, in obedience. And we thank you. Thank you so much for your great love and the great salvation you've given. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>